1: couple came to Bethlehem expecting Star shone bright up in the east To Bethlehem the wise men three Came many miles and journeyed long for you you. And to the place at which Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Welcome today to Pilgrim's Progress. I want you to make... A major step today that may cause you a great deal of heartburn, but it's necessary that we talk about it and that we take action, concrete action. I want to read for you as an intro today, Ephesians, the second chapter, I'll begin in verse 1. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at that time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature, and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works. No one can boast. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. I want you to note and keep in mind as I share this broadcast that the Christian has been positionally changed. First, one was in the flesh, living in sin, degradation, wickedness, hopeless no ability to change our situation. And then, through unmerited favor, undeserving, God, who is rich in mercy, through Jesus Christ, gave us the gospel of Jesus, the good news the good news that we can be transitioned from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, from the kingdom of the flesh to the kingdom of the spirit. When you become a follower of Jesus Christ, there is a positional change in where you are located Now, this has been so difficult for me to grasp. My saying it sounds easy. It has taken me all of these years to finally begin to understand this, and I'm going to try to share it with you. It is the most important secret of the Christian life that I know. On one side, it will burn you like fire. And on the other side, it will give you power. It will give you peace. It will give you life. Now, most of us, and I include me, Have always started from the wrong place. I'm a Christian. I am committed to Jesus Christ. I am utterly sold out to follow Jesus. So, where should I begin as I talk with the Lord? From my flesh? From the kingdom of darkness? No, I was transitioned by Jesus, by the Spirit through the blood, into the heavenly realm. So, I must begin in the Spirit, see the change in the world, in the flesh realm, not necessarily evil realm, but flesh realm as well as the evil realm, and then the change occurs, and I go back to the spirit realm, for I was transitioned from the physical realm into the spirit realm. My place of abiding is no longer in the physical realm. It is now in the spirit realm. Let's look at it. Jesus has just taken two little fish and five small loaves in the physical realm, and he has broken those apart, and he has fed a crowd of probably, including women and children, more than 10,000 people. The next day, people are looking for Jesus. And the reason they're looking for him is because they saw the miraculous sign and because they ate the loaves and the fishes and they had their fill. Jesus now speaks to these people. He says, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. So there is a food that Jesus wants to give us that comes not from the physical realm, but is only possible in the spirit realm. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. And they ask him, What must we do to do the works that God requires? That's a question that they're asking out of the physical realm. They're saying, What do we have to do to be able to get the free food? Jesus answers, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Jesus answers and he says, you have to believe in me. So they ask him, what miraculous sign will you give that we may see it and believe you? In other words, do something in the physical realm that is greater than what you did with the five loaves and the two fish. They say, our forefathers ate the manna in the desert. He gave them bread from heaven to eat, and that bread was physical bread. That was manna. Jesus said to them, this is John 6, verse 32, I tell you the truth, It is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. I want you to see. Jesus is saying, I have come from the spirit realm and I enter the physical realm. Now, stay with me this is going to begin to make sense jesus is saying i came from the spirit realm i entered the physical realm and i give life to everyone in the physical realm i give life to the world and so they say well from from now on give us this bread We want that bread that comes from heaven. We want that bread that gives life now in this world, in this realm, in the realm we live in, in the physical realm. Give us of this bread. Remember the woman at the well? She said the same thing. Give me that water so that I won't ever have to come to this well and draw water again. Now, Watch, I want you to understand that what is in the spirit realm is real and it enters the physical realm. Now watch, Jesus declares, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven. I have come from the spirit realm, heaven. I have entered the physical realm, this world. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of those he's given to me. In other words, I've come from the spirit realm, I've entered the physical realm, in order to save those the Father has given to me, and I will not lose any of these that he has given me. And the Jews begin to grumble. Because he said, I'm the bread from heaven. And they said, Is is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, and Mary? We We know them. Jesus answered, Stop grumbling. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Now he becomes even more radical. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Now he's speaking spiritually. They're not understanding it. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And of course, that really is the very key question. I live in the physical realm, and he's saying I must eat his flesh from heaven well, how do I get his flesh from heaven? Crazy. Impossible. I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He's saying, you're going to have to receive what comes from heaven And transitions you out of the kingdom of the world into the kingdom of the spirit, the kingdom of light. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. And whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died. But he who feeds on this bread will live forever. This is what he's saying in the synagogue at Capernaum. And many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Now he's aware that they're grumbling. And he said, does this offend you? If you begin to understand what he's saying, it is very offensive and it will burn you like fire. You see, the truth is, we live in the physical realm if we have not moved to the spirit realm yet. And so everything begins and ends for us in the physical realm. So one precious woman who says she is a prophetess prayed for a very specific thing. She said she went into the spirit realm and she saw what she asked for on the table in the Holy of Holies. She said, I reached out my hand, I grabbed it, and I ran. So she went from the physical realm to the spirit realm and then ran back to the physical realm. That's how most people do it, but they don't do it quite that bluntly. What do I mean? I'm going to soon need a new car. My car is pushing that 200,000 mark, and it's a car that won't last beyond that. I recognize that I need that car. So there's a car that's available but I don't have the money to buy it. So the typical answer would be, I should go to the Lord and I should ask him for the car. I should ask him, believing by faith, that he will give me the car, that he will give me the money to buy the car. and the money comes, I praise God, I acknowledge that Jesus gave it to me, I buy the car. Now, what did I do? I'm in the physical realm, I need a new car. I went to the spirit realm in my prayers, and I asked for a specific thing. And then I came back to the physical realm to wait for God to do what I asked him to do. And when the answer came, and it was money, or it was nothing, I remained in the physical realm. That's how most Christians walk. And it's why our prayers are seldom, if ever, answered. Because we started from the wrong place. We started from the wrong place. We started in the real place because most Christians today live in the physical realm. That's our reality. And it is sin. It is a refusal to go where Jesus has offered to take us for his glory and the Father's glory. Well, Pastor, how could it work any differently? If I'm in the spirit realm, if I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places, And I see that in the physical realm of which my body is still a part, there is a need for a car. And I'm in the I'm in the spirit realm with the Holy Spirit seated at the right hand of Christ. I simply ask him, Would you provide for me what I need in the physical realm? Here's the car that's available. I will wait for you to determine what you want to do about this because you are my bread. You are the one who supplies me with all that I need. You are the one who carries me in the physical realm because still I live in a divided way. I live in the spirit realm but I also must function in this sinful world. And I'm here on assignment from the heavenly realm to proclaim the glory of Jesus Christ and invite people to accept and become obedient to his commands. But I'm not first and foremost in this physical realm. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. And because I'm seated in heavenly places, I ask in heavenly places. I begin in the heavenly place saying, Lord, what would you like to do about this? You see the need for a car down here on the earth where you have sent me physically to do the labor that you've asked me to do. So what would you like to do about the car? And I wait on him for an answer. Now, when he answers, and let's say his answer is, yes, I will give you that car because you need it in the physical realm to do my work. Thank you, Lord. So now, down here in the physical realm, there is a change. But am I living down here in the physical realm? No. I'm living in the spirit realm with Jesus. It's more real than the physical realm. I'm seated at the right hand of Christ. So, I ask in the spirit realm because I live in the spirit realm. I don't grab what I want. I ask what he wants. And I wait on him to move in the physical realm to provide me with what I need to do his work. And then I thank him in the spirit realm because my place of abiding is in Jesus. My place of abiding is not in this world. I live in the spirit realm in Jesus. Now, this is the lesson we learn in John, the sixth chapter. And then Jesus says in verse 63, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The word I have spoken to you, they are spirit. And they are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father enables him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Why? Because he just told them, you cannot continue to walk with me and live in the physical realm. You are going to have to transition to the spirit realm. You're going to have to believe that I am the Son of God, that I am the Messiah. And that you are called to spend eternity with me in a place called heaven. Your home is not here. Your home is with me at the right hand of the throne of God. Does that astonish you? Because we think of ourselves as living right here in the physical world. But that's not where we were called to live. We're called to live right now in the present moment, according to Ephesians We're called in the second chapter to live at the right hand of Jesus Christ on the throne of glory with him. So, let's say you're sick and you need the healing power of God. The healing power will not come from the doctors and the nurses. When you've run out of every possible option, You know you cannot change your situation. You need to see the the power of God move on your behalf. The place to begin praying about that situation is not in this world, in this flesh. The place to begin praying is from your position with Jesus in the heavenly realm And as you pray from that heavenly realm about this physical body that's down here on the earth, you're saying, Jesus, I'm not asking you this so that I can live a wonderful life in the earthly realm. I'm asking you to heal my physical body there so that I can do the work that you've called me to do there. See, my home is not on this earth. It's not in this world. My home is with Jesus. My home is in Jesus Christ. And so my prayer must begin in Jesus Christ. And there I pray and ask the Lord, what do you want to do about this physical condition that I'm dealing with? I don't know what to do with it, Jesus. The doctors can't heal me. I can't heal me. What do you want me to do about this? I'm believing, Mark 11, 23, 24, 25, 26, I'm believing that if I command that mountain to be removed, it will be removed because you said you would do it for me. Now, the only way you can ask him to do that for you is in Jesus, in the heavenly realm, where you are washed and made clean by the blood of Jesus, and you are living clean and and you are in the position with Jesus in the heavenly realm. Many of his disciples turned back they no longer followed him. They did not want their sole source of life and health and enjoyment to be from a position in the heavenly realm with Jesus. They wanted it all in the physical realm now. They did not want to believe in Jesus. To believe in Jesus is to be connected with him, to be in him. Jesus turned to his disciples, the twelve, and he said to them, You don't want to leave too, do you? And Peter answers, Lord, to whom shall we go? Well, what's he saying? He's saying, Yes, I've thought about leaving you, Jesus. I've wondered where else I could go. You know, do I need a new church? Do I need a new this? Do I need a new that? Where am I going to go so I can live my life, so I can enjoy what I'd like to enjoy? So I can go fishing, I can be with my wife, we can live a normal life. Yeah, I've thought about leaving. But to whom should I go? You have the words of eternal life. Notice he doesn't say you have the words of physical life. You have the words of eternal life. We're talking here today again about eternal hell or eternal heaven. It's the most vital and important discussion we can have. How are you going to enter into Jesus Christ in the heavenly realm? And how in that place are you going to be able to speak to Jesus about the physical realm? Now, I'm going to read for you, and this will burn. 1 John, the third chapter. We know that when he appears, we'll we'll be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. In other words, there is a work of cleaning out. If you want to purify your house, how do you do it? You throw your trash out. You scrub your floors. You clean your house. Jesus is saying, through the Apostle John, in 1 John, the third chapter, when he comes, we're going to be like him. Why? Because we've been dwelling in the spirit realm at the right hand of christ already and he's saying if you have this hope in you purify yourself clean up everyone who sins breaks the law in fact law is sin is lawlessness that is sin is rebellion But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. For one who lives in him... Hello, Mr. Producer. Hello, Mr. Producer. We've had a technical problem. I apologize. Don't let that throw you off. This is vital for what I'm trying to say to you. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. In other words, if you're dwelling with Christ in the heavenly realm, if you're seated with Christ at the right hand of the throne of God, you are not walking in sin. And from that place at the throne... You have authority to pray over the physical realm that you live in with the flesh body. But see, we are spirit people. We dwell in the spirit. We walk according to the spirit. We live in the things of the spirit. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, and literally that's dear little children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous. Not he who has imputed grace. He who has imparted grace. It is by grace you are saved. You are made righteous. You are made righteous by faith. He who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he was born of God. This is how we know who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. And then he begins to go into the most wonderful description of walking in the Spirit is walking in love, caring for people, your brother, your sister, your family, the people around you. John Wesley said the fulfillment of the law is love not legalism, love. You can have authority in the prayer closet to move mountains only if you are seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And as you are seated at that right hand of the throne of God, You will begin all of your supplication for healing, for financial provision. You will begin everything from the throne of Jesus, where you ask him what he wants to do about this situation. And as you are made to know what he wants to do, you stand by faith that he will do it for you. Now I've given you today a key that if you understand it will unlock heaven for you. But if you don't understand it and you rebel against it it will burn you like fire. Because if you continue to dwell in the physical realm And you allow yourself to be overcome by all of the physical things. You can cry out to heaven and sometimes he'll answer. Out of his great mercy, sometimes he'll answer. But that's not the way to do the work of Jesus. I don't want a sometimes answer. I want to leave, and I have left, all sin behind. Even though this morning I was awakened in the early hours hearing the words, Purify yourself. So that's caused me to begin to search again every area of my heart and to ask the question, is there any place in my life where I am not fully dwelling in Jesus? In the heavenly realm. And yes, I'm finding some places where I have been content to dwell in this world. And I am casting them out in the name of Jesus. You cannot remain at the right hand of Christ in the heavenly realms. And sin against him. You can't do it. You're going to have to be washed and be clean. And be totally sold out to Jesus. And eat his flesh and drink his blood. in the spirit. He will feed you. He will strengthen you. He will guard you. He will supply your every need. And you will see his hand move in great power for you. So if you have a need today, ask that you could come and sit with Christ in the heavenly realm. Purify yourself in every way you know. Obey the Holy Spirit. This is not legalism where you are going to round yourself up. This is the work of the Spirit. And from that place in the Spirit realm, at the right hand of Christ, ask Him what He'd like to do about your need, what He wants to do about your sickness, what He wants to do about family members or friends, that you are desperately crying out for their salvation. You're interceding in the heavenly realm and you ask that the Holy Spirit intercede with you on their behalf. If it's in the physical realm, you don't begin in the physical realm. You find your way to the throne of God. I remember many years ago as I was just beginning to learn about these wonderful secrets of God. I went to the prayer closet to pray about a desperate situation that I was in. And I lay on my face day after day. And there was a fence that I saw in my spirit between me and the throne room of God I was not allowed to enter. I wept over that. I cried out over that. And finally God came. And he spoke to me and he said to me, will you receive only from my hand what I choose to give you? And I answered yes. Now many years later, he said to me, wait upon the Lord. In other words, don't take action in the physical realm. But get your order from the spirit realm where you dwell with Christ in heavenly places. And wait for his direction. And he said, the Lord will carry you through. Something I don't talk about very often, but I need to say to you, he also added another one later. All of your sins are forgiven you. I wept. I rejoiced. I was very troubled by many past sins. He lifted that burden from my heart. He established me at his right hand. I praise him for this. I honor Jesus for this. It's impossible in the human flesh. It's impossible in the human power. This is something God must do for us. And then he said to me, Ray, enter my rest. In other words, don't let any strivings come into your heart. It's not my job to provide a car for me. It's not my job to provide anything for me. That's God's job. It's my job to sit at the right hand of Jesus and there to intercede for the lost. To cry aloud for my brother. To cry aloud for those precious men and women who are going to go to hell if God does not deliver them. You can only have authority with God when you're sitting at the right hand of Christ in heavenly realms. Have you been raised up? Have you been seated with him there? If you haven't, ask him to seat you there. And be sure you're pure and clean by the blood of Jesus washed and made whole, standing by faith. Don't start your prayer intercession from the physical realm. Start all prayer intercession from the throne of God, for that is where you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And you can be absolutely certain he will hear your cry. Lord Jesus, I've spoken about the deep things of your spirit today. I ask, Lord, that it will not burn your people, but I ask, Lord, that it would turn their hearts toward you. There's a great work of cleansing that needs to go on. And I know there's a great work of prayer that must happen. If you're going to cleanse and wash, And heal your people today, for we are an apostate people, shallow, empty. Oh, Lord, I pray you will come now. I pray your word will go forth from your throne room. To heal my brother, my sister to heal almighty god and restore those that satan has broken to draw the lost that you are calling and i i praise you jesus i say hallelujah to jesus thank you my lord amen you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I hope you've made progress today. Pray through these scriptures I've shared. Write to me at National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Whitbridge, Virginia, 22195. I depend on the Lord to come into your heart to prompt you to give as he calls you to give, that the work of the gospel can go forward, that this broadcast could be continued month after month, and I praise God he has done that. Thank you. We serve a God who is able. His arm is not too short. He heals, he strengthens, he changes circumstances and times. Everything is in his hand. You are in his hand today. Go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. That's nationalprayerchapel.com. You'll find videos there. I thank those of you who have just signed up, subscribed for our channel the more people who subscribe to our YouTube channel, the broader the reach is, the more the the Google people will spread this message. I thank you for signing up. It's not because I need a lot of people. It's because it means it goes further. My prayer is with you today. I'm very grateful that you have come to listen and have not turned away. Lord, I pray for everyone who's listening right now. I pray you will lift them up and guide them in their prayers. In the name of Jesus. Amen.